You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi everyone, this is Shovik and welcome to the Mint Techsetra podcast. I cover technology for Mint where we try to make boring tech sound cool for you and hope that we don't end up making cool tech sound boring. Tune in as we decode the latest from the world of technology in India and around the world every week. This episode is hosted by Prasad Banerjee. Over to you Prasad. Thanks a lot Shavik. In the last episode you heard Deepak NG and Renuka Srinivasan from Dassault Systems India explain how virtual twins have been used in various industries and what their future is. In this one we're taking a sharper focus on infrastructure and manufacturing and we're talking to Ravi Kiran Potukuchi the sales director at Dassault Systems India and Sri Harsha Global Sales Strategy Director Supply Chain and Logistics at Dassault Systems India about their use in these particular sectors. If you're thinking Iron Man right now, you might be right. Virtual twins allow companies to visualize entire factories or buildings or anything else without ever laying down a brick. How does it all work? That's what we'll find out now. Sri Harsha and Ravi Kiran, welcome to TechSecra. Thank you Prasid, happy to be here and joining in this show. Thank you Prasid. Uh really excited to be on this uh, fantastic show and also sharing the stage with my good friend Shri Harsha. Let me start with you Ravi Kiran. Uh manufacturing, you know, it it sort of transcends industries at times, right? Uh we have spoken about virtual twins on this podcast for a few episodes now. Where do sort of virtual twins fit in, you know, in this space? How are they being used? Now uh, it is an interesting and a very profound uh, uh, question to begin with uh, Prasid the virtual twins play a vital role in manufacturing because there is no undo in the real world let me explain by sharing where do they fit in and how are they being used right yeah. every manufacturer's dream is to get the finished goods first time right but unfortunately as we all know this is easier said than done however there is a way to get at least near to first time right if not first time right based on their ability to manage two key dimensions the first one is how well they can anticipate and plan proactively and the second one is how well they can respond with agility reactively right so that these proactive and reactive dimensions are very critical for manufacturers to be able to respond to this today's very fast paced dynamic manufacturing uh, world virtual twins exactly fit in here in enabling manufacturers on these two dimensions how you may ask right i'll yeah. break it down yeah. into two simple constituents of this virtual twins one is factory twin what is factory twin it is nothing but a virtual twin of a factory that helps to carry out various what if scenarios in the virtual world including movement of materials movement of people and thereby helping the manufacturers to come out with optimal and efficient plant layouts once the manufacturers have the efficient plant layouts right by debottlenecking all possible uh, bottlenecks ahead of time in the virtual world they are not only saving a lot of time but also saving a lot of resources that's the factory twin but that's not enough uh, it's not just enough to have a great factory and uh, 
great equipment. It's also important that you have a perfect process twin. The second aspect of virtual twin. What is process yeah. twin? Process twin is nothing but perfecting, perfecting each and every step that is involved in transforming raw material to the end product. That is what is the process uh, twin. If we can create this entire process virtually and then validate each of these steps to see if these steps are taking longer time, is there a better way to do this and validate various alternatives before arriving at the best process alternative and taking that best process alternative to the shop floor, right? Yeah. That's uh, the process twin. So in summary, the two constituents of virtual twin, which is factory twin and process twin, help manufacturers to anticipate because it is giving them a way to validate virtually and plan proactively in the virtual world. Okay, But this addresses only the first dimension, which is the proactively anticipating and planning part. But well begun is just half done, right? We yeah. all know the manufacturing world is laced with supply disruptions, unplanned machine breakdowns, regardless of how well they plan. So one has to be prepared for the surprises and some disruptions that come along the way on a day-to-day -day operations. So that brings us to the second dimension, which is the ability to respond with agility reactively. I say it reactively because you have not planned for it. You are just reacting to it real time. And here, again, the virtual twins can be leveraged to quickly reconfigure your lines, quickly reconfigure your manufacturing methods, and also quickly reconfigure your production schedules in lieu of these disruptions, and yet maintain the same throughput. That is what virtual twins will give you even in the real time, just in a few minutes of uh, uh, configuration, thereby enabling the manufacturers to respond very swiftly to these disruptions. So these two dimensions, if handled well by the manufacturers, right, the virtual twins not only help minimize the undo in the real world, which is not only a profitability uptick, but also contribute to the sustainability goals of the enterprises. Yeah. How do I say that? Because lesser the undo, lesser the wastage of materials, lesser the wastage of natural resources like water and energy, and lesser the emissions. So you're sort of predicting what can go wrong in advance and what exactly you will need in order, you know, in order to face whatever challenges you might face when yeah. it's actually in the real world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, predicting is the anticipation part of it and also reacting real time when there is a breakdown. Uh, how do I, okay, there is a machine breakdown. How do I reconfigure and not waste my time so that the, the throughput is still maintained? So the virtual twins help both in predicting ahead of time and also reacting during the time. Got it. Okay. I, I'll take some examples so for, to further yeah. elucidate this, uh, uh, Prasid. Uh, one yeah. of the largest automakers in the world has reported almost whopping 75% reduction in the rework by use of virtual twins. Imagine 75% rework reduction means it is time, cost, and uh, the natural resources that were spent, the material, everything is saved, right? Uh, that's a, a kind of impact it can have on the on the manufacturing world. Similarly, from the sustainability standpoint, if you look at 
one of the largest construction companies in Europe, has reported 70% reduction in the consumption of water by using the virtual twins and by predicting the better ways of uh, constructability methods. So in summary, uh, Prasid, virtual twin is the need of the R for today's manufacturing that is fast-paced and operating in this VUCA world, as we all know. And that is, be it, uh, as you rightly said, it transcends industries, uh, be it manufacturing of shampoo bottles to aeroplanes, or be it pharmaceutical manufacturers to EV makers. This, uh, the need of the virtual twins is agnostic to the kind of manufacturing that these manufacturers are into and can be a vital tool in achieving their both profitability and sustainability goals. Hmm. Shriyasha, let me bring you in here, right? Uh, infrastructure and manufacturing are um, overall slightly different as compared to most other spaces, right? What's the sort of virtual twin application in infra? Is there one? Uh, how does, let's say, the 3D experience platform itself, how does that help in the infra projects? Thank you, uh, Prasit. I think uh, my colleague Ravi gave a, you know, a fantastic response on the way virtual twins are applied in the manufacturing domain. So if I take a step back, Prasit, we look at our business into three macroeconomic spheres, manufacturing, infrastructure, and life sciences. That's how we look at the world and we our solutions in that particular space. Taking yeah. the view of what um, Ravi just talked about, wherein we talk about the virtual twin of the product, virtual twin of the process, wherein helping us to really improvise on the way we manufacture goods, imagine the complexity associated with building cities. Imagine the com complexity associated with the large oil and gas, power, chemicals, metals and minerals, building a civil and transportation infrastructure across the country, including stadiums, hospitals, and the logistics as a key you know, backbone of this for the whole country. So if you look at infrastructure, I mean, per se, as a segment in India, we are growing, I mean, in multifold, in double, digit, double digits and triple digits, thanks to the two large initiatives from the government of India, which is the National Logistics Policy and the Gati Shakti Project, which has a very large ambition of reducing the GDP percentage cost of the logistics from around 15, 14% today to around 8%. And we have kept a target ourselves by 2030, we should be at the top 10 in the overall logistics index, the cost index, what the, you know, um, at the world we look at and how efficient India as a country in that particular segment. So what are they really doing? The investments coming in are actually on building the siloed, you know, reducing the siloed planning across departments, having more seamless information flow across the various departments, overall reducing the cost associated with redoing the same mistakes again, every department doing the whole thing wrong. So you may wonder, how is this solving by Desert Systems 3D Experience Platform? So what we do is, at the point of infrastructure, there are three key phases of project execution. The first and foremost is visualization or imagining the outcome of how your detailed project report could look like. So we work with the various stakeholders in this case to really build that detailed project report so that you're in control of the requirements, the scope of work, the key consultants who are doing the, the key systems, and you're controlling the cost by optimally securing the scope for a right need. This will give you confidence on who is actually delivering what, number one. 
Number two is the orchestration. You know, these infrastructure projects need a lot of collaboration with regard to the various stakeholders. So how do you really make sure that you're not having project cost overruns, delays? You may wonder why I say that. Today, of all the infrastructure projects, if you take the last three years data, 50 to 55% delays over a span of around 42 months of project delays we are seeing in India. Second, the cost overruns are going up to around 20 to 30%. Now you may wonder how is virtual twin technology will help? The virtual te technology out there will help you to do what if analysis. Imagine what could potentially go wrong if you have a crystal ball to really analyze that through the virtual twins may could possibly you know be in better equipped to manage the disruptions that's exactly we come into picture we basically give confidence to decision makers on capex investments so that they are better equipped to manage these disruptions and deliver the project on time you know with the right quality and with less cost overruns as such i mean if i have to give you an example i mean just to correlate of what we are doing in india i want to quote with you three examples which our you know listeners can take with Jindal Stainless is one of you know largest Indian company which actually used yeah. our technologies to really optimize their complete S&OP processes. We help them to decarbonize the whole steel making process, to optimize their entire value chain, and that is going to help them to reduce the lead time by around 10 to 15 percent. Not only that, they are also trying to reduce up to 8 to 10 percent of inventory levels. Imagine 8 to 10 percent of inventory saving to the overall bottom line of a company secondly if i go into you know much famous indian company lnt larson and tubro hydrocarbon has really used our technology to really optimize the entire epc processes the way they connect all the subsystems they roll up the data and help the decision makers to take a more informed decision making with artificial intelligence and machine learning helping them to really make decisions around the business this has drastically helped them to really bid for newer projects abroad and to be able to get more projects in the long run and optimize their you know, um, efficiency levels. This is an impact on their sustainability goals as well. Not, you know, last but not least is, you know, the way we work with this lot of projects in Indian railways, actually. You know, we help in engineering, manufacturing, and in operations aspect of quite a lot of this national um, you know, interest projects as we're speaking. Essentially, you know, if I have to sum up all of these things, at Desso Systems, we care about harmonizing product, nature, and life. Essentially, the large public investments will need humongous amount of budget spending, and it is typically one, five, ten-year projects. Imagine the amount of immense saving we can get from the for the taxpayers' money and reduce this sort of delays and also be more confident and in this process help india build world class infrastructure as we go along that's the mission and the goal we have in enabling and being partnering in the infrastructure companies in india i hope you know it gave you a gist of what could virtual twin technology can and you know bring into the indian economy and and spur the growth of what we're looking at infrastructure growth for the next 5 10 years yeah, more than a gist, actually. I mean, you you started with uh, you know entire cities, and then we talked about LNT and you know examples of plants and oil and gas, right? It it really seems like there's sort of no end to what you can model with the technology. 
So to add one more element, uh, proceed on that. You know, I, I forgot to mention that we work with city of Jaipur as well. You know, in Indian cities okay. are famous for you know traffic con- congestions, um, wrongly built yeah. infrastructure at places where it's not really needed. How do you really solve citizen problems using virtual twin technology? That's where we we collaborate with a lot of governments uh, in help them to really model and visualize their expansion plans or their urban planning decisions through virtual twin technology and that will greatly help them to make better decisions on on the you know the capex investments which they're doing and uh, and and be more sustainable as well we are talking about using cement steel materials you know once it's already erected there's nothing you can take back actually from the mother earth so with limited resources and with climate change being a hot topic uh, virtual twins are actually more sustainable way of getting things done i believe so tell me something when you know when we talk about such large projects right we usually uh, to the layman we are probably not thinking startups but we have the for example we have the forum coming as well and there are going to be startups startups are also working with such technologies what is the role that sort of startups play in the growth of you know this virtual twin as a technology or do they have a role to play in this absolutely they do have a significant role to play uh, prasid uh, because these virtual twin technologies while are uh, well acknowledged by the industry leaders its adoption at large oems and enterprises uh, is still at a slower pace uh, due to their legacy systems infrastructure and more importantly the involved change management you know the larger the organization the bigger the bureaucracy and uh, you know difficult to bring in the uh, change at the speed that they would like to right and uh, virtual yeah. twin technologies is transformational and the change management that it uh, the pace with which it, it demands the change management is probably something the large oems are still grappling with okay this is not the case with the startups okay startups are more nimble tech savvy and also they have lesser baggage of the legacy systems right that puts them in the sweet spot to adopt these new gen technologies like uh, virtual twin technologies uh, many startups are adopting virtual twin technologies from the word go you know the day uh, they start any any product or goods or services business that they are in they are looking at virtual twin technologies as the not as a nice to have thing but as as a mandatory uh, ingredient for their success and that mindset is bringing so many startups to look at virtual twin technologies at these uh, probably incubation stage itself uh, let me quote few examples for you uh, many indian and global startups are have been at the forefront of adopting virtual twins already and to quote a few uh, rivian automotive uh, which is one of the uh, renowned uh, american ev maker Uh, they are leveraging deso systems virtual twins to validate their manufacturing processes so each and every manufacturing process uh, is validated in the virtual twin technology of deso systems before that process is passed on to the shop floor for execution right so they are strictly adopting to get the first time right principles in place by virtue of leveraging these uh, virtual twin technologies If I have to come to Indian space, one of the large uh, Indian space startups called Galax I is also leveraging virtual twins of Deso systems to create and validate 
the first commercial multi-sensor satellite constellation. Here, the use case is a little different. Here, when you build the satellite constellations, create them virtually, how do you validate the fidelity of uh, the satellite constellations? Not from the manufacturability, from, from, but from the design standpoint, right? So virtual twins are leveraged here uh, for that aspect of simulating and validating the design fidelity of these constellations. So in summary, startups will certainly be the catalysts of uh, the proliferation of the virtual twin technology. And uh, they will probably take the lead role, if I may have to say, in taking this virtual twin technologies uh, and uh, probably to the bigger scale and larger scale uh, to the industry than the their uh, counterparts in the larger OEMs and uh, enterprises. Maybe she will like add here. I just quickly wanted to clarify. Are you saying that they're, they're essentially helping set up a more wider proof of concept and what can like increasing the number of applications that happen with virtual twins? Yeah, let me explain that. Uh, you know, we at, at Desert Systems we believe that you know 3D experience platform is a game changer for business and innovation. So primarily we, we help um, you know startups to come out with the products much faster by using virtual twins. So let me you know explain that a little bit more. We believe um, that startups are the are the you know next springboard of innovation for any economy for that matter. And what we did for that uh, to support that is we have our own startup incubator in India called as 3D Experience Laboratory primarily. We call that as 3D Experience Lab and we help and support and mentor startups involved in disruptive innovation. Especially in India, we have a focus on life sciences and healthcare and medical devices startups. Uh, why so? Because we believe that India is actually, you know, forefront in these set of domains. So to give you a couple of examples, uh, we work with a company called as uh, Lucid Implants, a Nagpur-based startup. And during COVID, you know, this is actually uh, one of the startups um, uh, which actually uh, was very visible and very famous during the COVID days because they are into the process of implants altogether. So an implant will roughly cost you between around 80,000 to 2 lakh rupees to even sometimes 5 lakh, 10 lakh rupees, depending upon the complexity. And it involves complex, you know, uh, manufacturing process. And this disruptive startup based out of Nagpur, started by a group of, um, you know, dentists and engineers together, we supported them, a friend, is they created a new process of using 3D printing me mechanisms to build implants. So by doing so, you may wonder why is this Desert Systems linked with? You may wonder what did we really do with them? So for people who had deformities, let's say on the skull or on the jaw, we helped them to scan through MRIs. And with that gaps, we created the 3D virtual models, virtual twins of that. And we went through the whole nine yards of designing, checking for the performance, manufacturing using 3D printing, finally, you know, getting that operated where the patient has that implant in his jaw and surviving right now and having a fantastic life as we speak. I mean, this is like startups affecting the human life primarily and making the life simpler and more enjoyable. I mean, in spite of all the physical challenges they're having. So we look at startups and the impact of virtual technology in that manner. Secondly, if I have to go back into the you know the earlier question which you asked, we believe that you know hackathon is another angle in the way we can spur this innovation in India. So every year we conduct 
one of the other hackathons for startups wherein they can pitch their ideas, they can experiment, use virtual trade technology provided by Deso Systems, play around with what is the concept they have in mind, and we would support them through our experts for one, two years and help them to really grow in the larger domain. Like, for example, this year in the 3D Experience Forum on the October 5th, we are launching a hackathon on logistics and how it could greatly help in the sustainability initiative in India. What do I mean by that? For example, in India, there is a definitive shift of logistics going from road-based to rail, as we speak. Yeah. Second, the ports are getting revived altogether, not only for exports, but also the inland waterways is getting revived as well, right? You have heard about that in the news as well. And yeah. also, if you really see the last mile connectivity is picking up a lot, you know, there's a lot of DFCCI is coming up with uh, freight corridors. You would have heard that in the news. So it means technically there are 25, 30, 30 to the freight corridors coming in. So that actually has a network of infrastructure getting built on logistics. So India's problems are different. So how do we find new solutions through intermodal you know, transportation solutions, as we call it as puzzles, and how we can help startups find new solutions for India? So this is what we're announcing, a new hackathon, which is going to launch on October 5th, but will be live for the next three months. And we want to understand and learn from the market as well as we provide new solutions to the Indian market. That's how, that's how close we engage with uh, you know, uh, Niti.io, for example, plus startup community and how we spur technology. Maybe, Ravi, you have a point to make. I thought of adding two points to what you said, uh, Shri. One is, uh, uh, in addition to your Lucid implants example, Prasid, um, what uh, in the time of COVID, uh, you know, there were some organizations, some startups that worked with us to design the ambu bags and uh, ventilators at a very you know faster pace and so that the manufacturability can be faster so even in these uh, critical times the virtual twins can help uh, these startups and organizations and that that initiative was taken by one of the startups only they have come to us quickly designed and validated the concept and the capacity of the air that it can pump in and then immediately uh, uh, manufacture it with the help of one of the uh, you know public sector undertakings so these uh, you know initiatives uh, that are taken by uh, startups is one example and secondly on the on the logistics part uh, while we may have seen a plethora of startups in the b2c world like uh, you know i don't have to name it you know it uh, the food gets delivered the the groceries yeah. get delivered at a faster pace but the b2b space of logistics is not so well addressed right um, in yeah. terms of the the businesses to businesses logistics, it it's is more a complex. space that is not well uh, explored by the startup community, and that is where the hackathon that we are going to launch on fifth of October will invite startups to look at this space instead of jostling in the already cramped B two C space. There is a huge opportunity that is lying down for the B two space B space, which these startups can explore and probably bring up with a lot of solutions that can help India bring down the logistics cost. As you may have seen from the national logistics policy, India's logistics cost is almost uh, 24%, the, the highest in the, uh, in the developed and developing countries probably. And that's where the national logistics policy, the Gati Shakti, the multi-model logistics, all of these initiatives by government is aimed at reducing this logistics cost thereby improving our GDP, right? And this 
initiative can be not achieved at by working at the b2c level but at the b2b level and that's the opportunity that we uh, certainly look at tapping along with the startups uh, in the upcoming hackathon got it got it and it's interesting that you mention you know the opportunities that you see uh, both of you of course speak directly to your customer base as well and shiasha you mentioned how 3d printing has also been used right uh, when, when 3d printing was new it had its challenges it was too expensive and so on right and pretty much every technology that we have had over the past decade or over our lifetimes uh, initially there are challenges that we see uh, so i thought you know i would ask you guys this what are the challenges that you're seeing today uh, you know with virtual twins that are maybe affecting the adoption of this technology Yeah, that's a very interesting uh, question, uh, Prasid. Because having uh, been in this market and working closely with our customers and partners, um, we believe that there are three kinds of challenges in this market, primarily to adopt virtual twins. I would call it as uh, more of process-centric challenges, people-centric challenges, and then technology-centric challenges. Let me go one level deeper on all of three. Process. When I say that, many people try to apply virtual twins. and then f- try to figure out the way of roi for those and then look at the kpis in terms of how do we monitor and get the benefits out of applying virtual twin technology actually it has to be outside in rather than inside out what do i mean by that it means when you look at a business process of a company you're always looking at having three key levers of way you want to really you know put your margins on either you disrupt the business model and get more customer acquisitions wherein you are actually looking at revenue as a focus the second is more cost cutting you know improvising your cost in in the overall process altogether the third is building that ecosystem and building that scale wherein you want to really operate as such so relooking on your business process where you want to apply technology to really get that sort of digital impact on your scale of operations or your cost cutting measures or in terms of innovation so that is an essential element to really apply virtual twins so because each of them have its own pluses and minuses but until as you pick the right problem to solve which the board really cares about and then which has a direct impact on the top line or the bottom line of the company the the impact of virtual twins couldn't be really seen at that level so making sure that you do that right you know due diligence in identifying the right problem wherein you applying virtual twins is essential number 2 is people you know there's an always an element as ravi nicely said the change management effort is crucial you know the problem is um, it cannot be a siloed applied of virtual twins in in a company you need to build a cross functional team with different experiences in engineering manufacturing sourcing supply chain sales and marketing and build a holistic virtual team of an enterprise and then apply the technology then there's the, the roi will be much much higher And last but not least is the technology you know people again think that i buy pieces of technology and then i will get the solutions to fit that's where we go um, you know um, uh, we go uh, in a wrong direction because people confuse with digital twin and the virtual twin the value will be very yeah. very high with virtual twin because you're collecting the real time data sets and analytics from the field how your product is operating or getting tested apply that knowledge with ai and ml back to the virtual twin experiment more and then get solutions of it that's where is the maximum roi coming into picture in in the whole process of this people process and technology i think ravi has a very interesting point in in summarizing all of this you know um, whole topic what do you ravi i think there are challenges and uh, those challenges could be overcome 
one of the framework that Sri has shared during this conversation is the the very popular PPT, Process People Technology, and there are many more uh, frameworks. But uh, more importantly, uh, I would like to add one point to what she said is the right intent and commitment from the leadership team. Right, uh, that's very critical because India as a country somehow uh, we have moved from being an agrarian economy to the services economy by missing the manufacturing economy bus. Okay. Uh, which is what some of our neighbors have uh, nicely boarded on and they have exploited that to the best possibilities. Today, we have a great opportunity because of COVID, because of the geopolitical uh, situations. Uh, we have a nice opportunity to really get back onto this manufacturing bandwagon. Right? Um, we are nicely poised. And, and for that, the significant change that our manufacturing sector should uh, consider is adopting these technologies. And we cannot take uh, decades to adopt these technologies. It has to be fast. It has to be uh, at a rapid pace. And for that to happen, it cannot happen just at the operational level. The commitment has to uh, come from the topmost levels to the, the operating level so that these uh, efforts are synergized and uh, executed and achieved faster. And to tie back to your uh, uh, virtual twin technologies, I would like to add a small anecdote there. Whatever you do in the virtual world, as I stated in my earlier uh, commentary, uh, in the real world, you will still see surprises. But the real world, yeah. AI, ML technologies will give you a lot of insights that can be plugged back into your virtual model and then perfect virtual model again bring it back into your real world. So what are you doing by this? You're creating a very nice closed loop interaction between your virtual and real world, thereby creating an automated process re-engineering within an organization. And what more an organization needs than such a nicely automated closed loop mechanism that perfects its operations day in, day out by the virtue of intelligence and learning that it is capturing from their uh, execution of their own systems. So in summary, what better reason than avoiding the undo in the real world? Because the undo not only contributes to the profitability goals of the enterprises, but also contributes to the sustainability goals of the society at large. So I think I'll go back to my first statement. There is no undo in the real world and virtual twins are the best way to achieve that even in the real world. Thank you, Prasad. I think, yeah, I think that's a great way to sum up this episode as well. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Sri Ravikiran, for being on this episode with us. Thank you. Thank you, Prasad. So there you have it. Virtual twins are essentially allowing to visualize and simulate Everything from entire cities to plants and to smaller objects to even the human heart and so on. But all of this, of course, requires a lot of research and development as well, which is what you will hear about in the next episode. This episode was brought to you by Dassault Systems. So that's that for this episode. We really hope that you enjoyed what we discussed. And if you have suggestions in terms of what more we can cover as part of our podcast, do let us know. You can catch me at Distant Vicinity on Twitter and at Shavik Das on Instagram. Thank you so much. See you next time.
stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com 